This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 28th of April. In your Squeeze today, Australia closes up to India. 25 years on from Port Arthur, tracking your activity, and could you host a podcast? This is your Squeeze today. We knew it was being considered and now it's official, Claire. All flights from India to Australia have been paused until mid-May. That's based on health advice given to the government due to the escalating COVID crisis over there and the risk it poses to Australia. What it means is that Aussies seeking to come back home will have to stay put for the time being. Aussies, though, can get to another country if that's possible for them, but they won't then be able to come onto Australia. Also planned repatriation flights have been canned. What Prime Minister Scott Morrison said yesterday was that there's 9,000 Aussies in India who have registered their interest in coming home. 650 of them are considered to be vulnerable. So before the 15th of May, there might be some consideration to some repatriation flights, but we just don't know at the moment. There's a lot of focus on Aussie cricketers who are there at the moment as part of that lucrative Indian Premier League. They were told yesterday in no uncertain terms that they won't be getting any special treatment. What this has all led to is criticism from some that the government is abandoning Australians in need. Scott Morrison, though, says it's about bringing them home safely. As for what's actually happening in India, Claire, the head of the World Health Organisation has called it beyond heartbreaking. Yeah, and there was lots of commentary yesterday about what is still unfolding in India. Uh, Reports this morning also giving some sort of scale to the tragedy there. Uh, There were 323 new infections yesterday. Another 2,700 people were reported to have died. But reports this morning say that the toll could actually be 30 times more that. Uh, So clearly there is a real tragedy unfolding there at the moment. Yeah, international supplies have started to arrive in India. The World Health Organization has pledged to send resources, including things like oxygen concentrator devices. That's where the real need is. Australia also contributing to helping out. Today, Claire marks the 25th anniversary of the Port Arthur Massacre, the worst single mass shooting by a lone gunman in Australia's history and a tragedy that left 35 people dead. It was also the catalyst for big changes to our gun laws. Yeah, what happened was a newly elected Howard government uh, under Prime Minister John Howard, he'd only been elected a few weeks before in 1996, uh, cement the National Firearms Agreement. Very quickly, the states and territories got on board with that. What it saw was a decrease in mass shootings in Australia. It also saw a decrease in intentional firearm deaths. Uh, What it also saw is Australia become a real shining beacon for an example of strict gun control laws. John Howard recently said that the job isn't done yet. He's called on Australian leaders to make sure that those gun control laws remain in place and are improved. There's still more work to be done there. Port Arthur is the subject of our Squeeze Shortcuts this week. We're putting it out today to mark the anniversary. It's a big moment in Aussie history, so we step through in more detail what happened and then the gun reforms that followed. 
to the plight of Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe now. She's a 43-year-old British-Iranian woman who has been detained in Iran for five years. The Iranian government, Claire, says she's a spy. Her supporters in the UK say she is being held as leverage in disputes between the UK and Iran. Now a big blow yesterday, the announcement that she's been sentenced to a further year in jail and banned from travel for another year on top of that. Yeah, really devastating for her family. Her husband, Richard Ratcliffe, said that he hasn't told their six-year-old daughter that mummy could be in prison for another year. Under pressure is UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson. He's been criticised quite significantly overnight for not doing enough to secure her release. Zagari Ratcliffe is seen as a political pawn by many. Uh, of course, the UK is dealing with Iran over its nuclear capabilities and Iran is seen to be playing hardball, using her uh, as leverage. Zagari Ratcliffe's lawyer says an appeal is being lodged. This story is not unlike that of Australian Kylie Moore Gilbert. We've talked about her a bit in the podcast. She was released in November last year after two years in detention in Iran. That release was secured in a prisoner swap deal facilitated by our government. We have a squeeze shortcut on that one too. Privacy is a big thing when it comes to our devices, so Apple's new update has generated a lot of attention. What it will do is give people the option to choose whether or not they want their activities to be monitored. So basically, you'll get a pop-up window when you open an app, which is your device asking you if you want to give the app consent to track your activity. This has implications for the user, Claire, but also for the apps themselves and their ability to sell advertising. Yeah, and Facebook really is front and centre uh, when it comes to this discussion. Uh, Apple and Facebook aren't much friends when it comes to this sort of issue. Uh, Apple has made no secret of the fact that it doesn't really like the way Facebook and other uh, apps scrape data from users, perhaps not with the user's best knowledge. And uh, Facebook, though, says that it's a new feature that will really hurt small businesses. Of course, they're not particularly a small business themselves, but they say the advertisers on their platform will really suffer if the data isn't flowing. Very serious, all of this for an app update. Usually we're talking about all the new emojis that have been released. That has (laughs) happened this time around. There are new emojis. We know the youth don't use them, Claire. We've talked about that in the podcast, (laughs) but we sure do. So bring on the emoji breathing a sigh of relief. I reckon that one will get a run from me. (laughs) I can see that. (laughs) I'll text it to you every morning after we put the podcast out. (laughs) What a great idea. Claire, we've been following this one for the past week, and if it wasn't already sad enough, the crew on board the Indonesian submarine that sank off the Balinese coast were filmed singing a goodbye tune a few weeks ago for a colleague who was leaving. That video has now been released. It has a whole new meaning, really heartbreaking stuff. Yeah, and footage yesterday also of a little boy who wasn't really happy when his dad was leaving to go off on their latest stint at sea. It's just heartbreaking seeing the effect on families of that tragedy. Indonesia's military announced on Sunday that it had found the vessel in pieces on the seafloor some 800 metres below the surface. Squeeze the day, Claire. You have a, a mixed bunch today. Yeah, you can count on me for that from time to time. Jimmy Barnes turned 65 today. Happy he's birthday. He's doing pretty well for all of the you know damage he's inflicted on himself over the years. Uh, inflation data for March, that's something, of course, that economists will be getting really excited about. Inflation needs to head upwards, so we'll see what happens. Also, former Labor leader and the current NDIS spokesman, Bill Shorten, is at the National Press Club today. That's a 12.30 address. 
that super moon is still available to see this evening as well. So if you haven't caught it yet, get out there and have a look. And finally, Claire, we're hiring something we've been doing a little bit of lately. This time we're looking <laughs> for another host for our Sport Today podcast. So if you're sport obsessed, if you have experience as a journalist, a producer or a communicator, we're keen to hear from you. Yeah, and what we're looking for is someone who, as you say, Kate, can take on hosting duties, but also help us grow that Sport Today brand. It's doing really well. It is. If that sounds like something for you, send an email to hello at thesqueeze.com.au, a short blurb on why you want to work with us and include your CV, please. The hot tip, Claire, is to make sure you highlight the depth of your love for sports news. That's what we're after. Sports nerds and sports news nerds need only apply. (laughs) Good way to put it. I'll pop our email in your episode notes so you've got that. That's all from us today. Welcome back, Claire. Good to have you back. Oh, thanks a lot. We'll chat to you tomorrow. 